Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Aaron McMahon. Ryan Zook is probably about to board a plane uh, in Omaha to, to come home. He was there uh, at the College World Series covering Michigan for, for us. Um, so he's not part of this podcast, which you know he, he should be in a way. He was the guy covering the biggest story here. But at the same time, we, we had to get this thing out. And he's not getting back till a little later. I'm guessing he's got a layover probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we didn't want to wait till tomorrow. He was okay with it. We wanted our listeners to know Ryan was okay with us doing it without I think him. he was okay with it. I don't know. Yeah, he know. seemed okay. I mean, I talked about the possibility of calling in. He didn't really jump on that. So, uh, so be it. But I would, of course, of course urge uh, our listeners to um, you know read his stories uh, from this week in Omaha on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Um, yeah, it was the, the magical run ended for Michigan, um, you know, with a, with a game three loss uh, to Vanderbilt, the number two team in the country. Um, and, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to kind of approach this. I guess just the game itself, um, the game three at least. Michigan won the first game, then lost the next two um, in, the, in the World Series final. You know, they just they, they had more chances. They had chances to score more than they did, uh, especially early in this game. I mean, the first three batters just hit frozen ropes, and they're on the board one nothing. Uh, but then that's it. That's all they got that inning. So that's you know two on, you know nobody out, and they don't they don't uh, they don't tack on uh, the next inning. They got a runner to second. Uh, I think in the fourth they had two on, uh, one out, and then loaded the bases. Um, the next inning they they had you know fly out to the wall. They 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 were just. Mm-hmm. You know, they just didn't really catch the breaks in this game. And uh, I think Vanderbilt was, you know, maybe the, the better team. I think that's fair to say. Oh, with 13, they were the uh, favorite going. Yeah, yeah. Again, number two team in the country and, and, you know, 13 Major League Baseball draft picks on the roster. Um, but, you know, baseball is a funny game. The, the best team does not always, always win. They win at a lower percentage probably than, you know, other sports. So... Geez, you get all the way to the championship, especially you win game one. It's just tough. You never know when this chance will, will come again. Yeah, I mean, they, the final two games, they combined for 10 hits. Uh, pitching let them down at times. The bullpen let them down at times. Mm-hmm. I think so that that was, I think, the story of the final two games. Michigan, I thought, played very well. They, they won that first game, came out hot. They riding the wave of momentum. Um, just couldn't, couldn't finish it. Yeah. Uh, like you, you mentioned, ch- scoring chances. When you only muster 10 hits in your final two games, you have to find ways to manufacture runs. And, and take advantage of when you have base runners in scoring position, yeah. they couldn't do it. Yeah, and I think that's what that was a downfall in game two, and really game two, and then obviously you, know, you saw what happened in game three. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know they got they got hot at the absolute right time in a way, uh, you know from the Big Ten tournament on to to get to uh, Omaha and get to the finals, and then kind of I don't want to say they went cold, they just you know as they say in baseball, momentum's only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vanderbilt had a couple of really good ones uh, on the mound the last the last two games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as, as was mentioned uh, on ESPN often, we were just talking about uh, before we, we hit record here, was, uh, um, you know, some of the storylines they were they were harping on. But um, it's true. Michigan did, you know, need that walk-off win, which was called live here on, on the podcast. That's right. That was that game. <laughs> yeah, that was that game. In the Big Ten tournament to keep the season going. Uh, and then, you know, they, they got a couple wins after that. They didn't win that event, but um, they put themselves in a position to where they, they would at least get a bid to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Still one of the last few teams in. Um, and then just, you know, rolling from there. That's when they got hot, um, you know, out in uh, Corvallis, Oregon. Um, and then, you know, took down the, the number one team in three games, kind of an epic series uh, at UCLA. Um, and then, geez, they just really 
took it to a new level in Omaha. Um, you know, they, they hadn't lost until, until they did lose their final two games of, of the season. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I actually ran into, uh, my neighbor is a big, big Michigan athletics fan. And, uh, you know, he, he saw me when I was taking out the trash this morning, a little, a little late. One of the trucks had already come. I had missed the recycling, but I got the other two out there. But, uh, you know, first thing he said was, uh, you know, what a, what a season, you know, what a team got beat by a, a better team there in the championship. And it's true. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you, again, you read Ryan's stories here, the, the players were, you know, not really, they, they were kind of straddling the fence of mm-hmm. great season, but man, we were so close to the champion. <laughs> exactly. One game away. So, um, I don't know. Like I said, it's just, it's just tough in any sport. I mean, we've seen now a lot of the Michigan teams programs, uh, you know, kind of get to that championship and lose here over the last, you know, seven, eight years or so. I mean, geez, most, most of them have, have done it. You know, the men's basketball team, mm-hmm. of course, a couple of years ago, got to the championship game. Uh, the hockey team made it there. Uh, the softball team got there in 2015, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, you know, before losing to Florida. So, um, yeah, they've they've been there. Um, it's just again, like I said, the, they had a very good a good season. Uh, Michigan just to I, I think now the expectation will be at least to get get into the NCAA tournament sure. for sure. Yeah. But you know that's not we saw that's that's not a given. They kind of they didn't sneak in, but um, you know they weren't they weren't really safe until until the final weekend of the season. Um, and then anything can happen in these tournaments. The number one seed, you know, did not did not make it to Omaha even. So I don't know. When you it's, put it's things tough. in perspective, I mean, this was from in baseball terms, this mm-hmm. is a grand slam of a season. I mean, you mm-hmm. couldn't have asked for anything more. I mean, obviously the Michigan fan base and the Ann Arbor community, everyone else, I'm sure wanted them in the big 10, even, you know, for, for most big 10 programs, probably uh, they wanted Michigan to win it all. That, that would have been a huge boon for the big 10, a huge boon for Northern baseball. Um, you know, so if, from, if you're a Michigan player or fan, you're happy because they got there and like, you're, you're probably surprised at the same time. Cause I'm guessing most of the, the fans, Fans that watched this team during this tournament run probably weren't, you know, up and up about the team, and they right, hadn't right. watched them most of the year. Um, but you know, it was, it was it was an interesting ride. It was a fun run. But you're right. I think this raises in some ways, and and I think Eric Backage and the players you know, yesterday, last night after the game, you know, talked about this. But this raises expectations for everyone. I mean, from from a recruiting perspective, from a uh, success perspective, um, you know, Michigan hadn't hadn't been in this position in a long, long time. Uh, and to get there finally and get a taste of it, I think mm-hmm. it's going to want. You know, they're going to lose like, a lot of guys. It looks like after right. the season, but from a recruiting perspective, I think this helps back a staff to go into some of those homes and say, "Hey, you know, yes, the SEC is is there every year, but we can get there, and we're a good school. We have a good education. Uh, we've got a good footing. Uh, so I'm curious to see where this program goes next year and beyond. Exactly, I think you hit nail on the head, and I would I would suggest readers, you know, it's it's for now the most recent story, but I'll probably be writing some more. It's the headline is Michigan's national runner-up finish puts program back on college baseball map, uh, and it hits on 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 some of the, those things you just said about how um, you know they they can now to, to outsiders, you know, in that locker room they they believe what they were building towards, but now to to recruits and and outsiders, we could say look we just did it we just made it to the championship um you know despite being uh you know in a midwest team a big 10 team um so look you know we can do it you can get there you can get drafted um you know Mm -hmm. several top three you know three guys drafted in the top three rounds um of of this recent mlb draft you know out of michigan um so yeah they're hoping that it'll just uh, kind of snowball for the program so they do lose six seniors uh as well as you know, almost certainly you would think that the three juniors um, 
who were drafted in those first round, uh, in those first top three rounds uh, with, with Henry and Kaufman, the two pitchers, um, and then uh, uh, Jordan Brewer, um, you would think they're gone. Um, you know, Kerr and, and Thomas, two of, two of the uh, more, you know, impactful seniors that will be gone. Um, but th- that was only a handful of the names of the yeah. co- contributors of this team. So there, there's plenty of other guys that, that will be back. Um, and package has shown an eye for talent. We brought, I mean, a couple of those guys were Juco transfers, junior college transfers. They could always go that route again if need be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, well, the sky is the, the sky is the ceiling at this point. I mean, Michigan, I think from, from a pers- uh, winning perspective and a recruiting perspective, uh, they, things are looking up for, for package. Absolutely. Will they? Will they? You know, be able to retain him? That's another question I've yeah. heard from Michigan fans. I mean, m- my thought would just be: you're already at Michigan. Um, you know, they'll pay him. If uh, I'm more manual the right now, the facilities are there. Yeah. Uh, you know the, uh, and now you you've proven you can you can get there. So you you know what what else are you what are you leaving for other than that? I mean, mm-hmm. you you built it now, so. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. I'm sure others will make a run at him, so yeah. we'll see what will happen there. Um, all right. Well, speaking, we, we were just talking about how you know baseball should be able to recruit at a higher at a higher level now. Uh, football certainly it was a it was a huge weekend. I mean, they had a lot of players yeah. visit here, and a lot of them uh, uh, left. Um, you know, Michigan ended those visits with commitments from players, or at least mm-hmm. shortly after they, they got back home, there were uh, you know social media announcements of, of commitments. Um, how many exactly were there from just the past few <laughs> so days? There five or six? Four on Sunday, mm-hmm. three on Monday into Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then we had another one on Wednesday. Okay. So that's eight. And, and it uh, sounds like we, they may get another one today and possibly later this week. So we're looking anywhere from – right now there's been eight announced. Right. Um, I've seen anywhere upwards of ten. It, it's weird because the, when, when you follow stuff on social media, mm-hmm. all the coaches – technically the coaches are not allowed to speak of recruits. Right. By NCAA rules prohibit them. However, the Michigan's coaching staff and, and I think coaches from other schools have, have – the last year or two have gotten this idea where they go on social media and be very coy about yes, it. You know, they speak can, in code. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they basically tweet about a guy committing without mentioning his name. Yep. Uh, so it sounds like I think they've got upwards of ten new commitments. It's, I think they do expect one today, um, but yeah, they've been extremely busy. They had uh, official visits on Saturday. They had their barbecue. They call it every year where they invite all the top commits in. Uh, again, so they give the tour to the campus. They the whole night they roll out the cart red carpet for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is always the time of the year where they, they get these these commits. Um, again, started Sunday. I guess we'll go down the list here. Yep. Um, some someone some are bigger than others. Obviously, some have higher ratings than others. Um, the big one. Uh, as of right now, is AJ Henning, the uh, the four star receiver from Frankfurt, Illinois. He is the number one uh, rated recruit in the state of Illinois. He at this point uh, is the highest rated recruit in Michigan's 2020 recruiting class. Five ten, one eighty, one hundred eighty three pounds. He offers from Notre Dame, Georgia. I mean, you name it. He had an offer from um, Notre Dame. I believe was it was down to, from my understanding, it was down to I think Notre Dame, Michigan. I think Georgia was in there too. He took a, he took a visit to Georgia recently. Um, but he is he's committed to Michigan. Uh, he he's super fast. I think he ran the forty yard dash in I think four point five seconds or so, give or take. Um, he, he's a quick guy. He kind of fits that mold of speed and space that Josh Gaddis has been emphasizing. Uh, he's a little on the short side. He's I think a, he'll be a slot receiver, um, but the, the kid is fast. Um, so he 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 committed on this was. 
Wednesday. He, he, so he's the latest one. Mm-hmm. Um, he So he jumps Brayden McGregor as the highest rated recruit right now in Michigan's class. They now have two top 100 kids. Of the 17 that they have now Of the 17. Um, 18, if, if you count one, we'll get into him in a minute. Uh-huh. Um, the, the other four-star kid that recru- that committed this, I think on, he was on Sunday, Jordan Morant, um, the safety out of Oradell, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He was at, Ber- was at Bergen Catholic, I think is how you pronounce it. Bergen. Bergen Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, the powerhouse there in New Jersey. Uh, another four-star kid. He's 5'11", 212, so he's got some size on him. He's uh, ranked 160 nationally. He is the tenth best. Again, this is all. These are all from the twenty four seven sports composite rating. So you know, give or take a few. Uh, he's rated as the tenth best safety in the country. Uh, so he is. He's on board as well. Uh, and then going down the line, they got several uh, four and three star kids. Several three star kids. Uh, center center Reese Atterbury uh, from Eagle Crest High School in Aurora, Colorado. Six five two eighty. He's already got some size on him. Uh, he's ranked as the eighth right now. He's he's only three star kid. But he's ranked as the eighth best best center in the country. And again, you see with a lot of these kids, uh, you know where their other offers were coming from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that speaks more highly than uh, or more loudly than yeah. yeah their ratings. And you know there's certainly a theme with a lot of the guys on on Sunday is that Michigan was at least Michigan was you know beating out uh, Ohio State, mm-hmm. Penn State. Um, you know, and often sometimes Notre Dame, and in some of these cases even you know more high profile programs uh, outside the Big Ten. Now I realize, you know. In football, especially, an offer doesn't always mean that, you know, the team is super high on them. They might then start, you know, kind of recruiting over him and, and, you know, the interest might not really be there even if an offer came at one point. But, um, I mean, geez, I don't know. In the case of Henning and and probably, okay, so Henning and Moran, Moran, those two, I think, were were being recruited by some of those top I mean, four-star, like Henning's a borderline five. So, like, some of these kids were being you know, sure. chased after by some of these bigger schools. And you're right. And those are, I think, from a from a recruiting perspective, recruiting battle perspective, those two were big wins for Michigan. Right. Um, and then a lot of the guys also from, uh, uh, as you're, I didn't mean to interrupt you going down no, the line, no. but there was, a, there was certainly another um, one or two from New Jersey, New York area uh, as well. Um, yeah. William Mohan from Brooklyn, yep. New York, Erasmus Hall. Uh, again, he's, 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 so he's only a three star, um, 442 overall in the class. Um, but he's the third best recruit in the state of New York, uh, out of Brooklyn. I think you wrote about it when I was, I was gone over yep, the weekend, yep. but he's right now the only recruit from the state of New York on the, on the 2020 class, but also on the roster. Right, so they, right. it's an area where Michigan's the last few years, they've done a good job recruiting the Northeast, but it's been mainly New Jersey, Massachusetts. Um, they haven't really touched the state of New York a ton. Now they've been going there the last few years for those um, for those camps, satellite camps. Harbaugh has made stops, um, and they may have made offers to kids, but there's been no uh, commitment there. He's the first, and I'd have to go back and look, but it's probably been a long time. Right now, part of that is you know New York, the state itself is not is not typically a hotbed for mm-hmm. for football players. I mean, the Ray Rice's, the Andrew Cons only come around every so often, but this particular program at least was uh, you know has been producing a lot of mm-hmm. you know top players. Ohio State, I think, has. Two on their on their roster okay. currently from from that program. Um, so you you know, and he definitely had a Ohio State offer that Michigan uh, beat him for. But I think uh, you know Chris Partridge um, and uh, Anthony Campanelli, the mm-hmm. one of the new assistants, certainly ha- have a hand in, in getting these um, you know Northeast players. Yeah, Michigan's made uh, strides the last few years. Again, I just talked about Northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, they made strides and uh, they're, they're recruiting California and the West Coast a lot more. They're, they're trying to make inroads in Arizona. Um, that's where they have their their new the, the quarterback in the 2020 class. JD Johnson's coming from. 
Uh, Illinois has been big. That's really got AJ Henning. Uh, so they're making inroads in er- certain areas. While they haven't put so much f- so much of a focus on Michigan, as you've seen, and I think uh, Enzo Jennings just announced today that he's he's number three recruit in the state of Michigan, Rogue Park. Uh, he's going to Penn State. So Michigan's only hit on one of the top three recruits in the state of Michigan. Um, but they're, they're, they've gone out to other areas, and they've so far they've made inroads in, in other states. In the past, they've gone to Georgia. Um, but anyway, keep to continue going on the line here. You know, they they got a three star off the tackle from California, from J. Sarah Catholic. His name is Jeffrey Percy. Uh, he's again another big boy. He's off the tackle, six seven, two sixty five, uh, good size. I watched a little bit of tape on him the other day. He moves well. He's got good reaction. Uh, obviously, some of these guys will probably you know they're, they're probably not going to play for a year or two down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but size wise, that's what you want. You want a guy right. coming, you can mold, and he's he's ready to go. Uh, again, in the defensive side, they added a three-star defensive end, Aaron Lewis from Williamstown, New Jersey, uh, 6'5", 235. Uh, so he's, again, another New Jersey kid. Uh, and then there are a couple others they added. Iman Dennis from St. John's in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts. He's an athlete, so he is a he, he's playing both ways. I think he's playing receiver and cornerback, and I think he plays running back as well. So I'm curious to see where they end up putting him. Uh, he is 5'10", 173 pounds, a little bit on the undersized realm. However, a number four ranked recruit in the state of Massachusetts, a place where Don Brown is recruited heavily. So I suspect maybe he'll be on the defensive side of the ball. But again, it sounds like he's another athlete where they can put anywhere they want to. Um, I believe that rounds out the list. Um, but more, more, more to come. Like more could come. Yeah. I mean, um, they've only got, only, well, the one guy we forgot to talk about, um, Gage Garcia. He is, so he's not listed on any of these recruiting lists. However, he announced his recruitment to Michigan, I think, was it Monday? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he plans to come to Michigan as a as a wrestler and to play football. Okay. Uh, he, he plays, I think, running back, fullback for his high school team. Uh, he was a state champion. He won a state championship in football. He's, I think, a top five ranked kid in uh, the country in wrestling, at, I think, a 195-pound weight class. Uh, so he's a kid that he sounds like a Harbaugh type of guy who is is big is is he play he's multi sport athlete. Now I, I presume once he gets to Michigan, he'll probably have to pick one. I, I can't think of any kid any guys on the Michigan football team right now that are playing other sports. Right. So I think they're he's gonna be forced to pick one. Um, however, it sounds like as of right now, Michigan's gonna let him choose or they, they like him enough where they've they given him the option uh playing both so we'll see about him as well but right now you know after this haul right michigan has jumped yep. i think they're in the, the teens last time i checked they're now number nine the recruiting class is now ranked ninth nationally number two in the big 10 they they are still a little bit of a ways behind ohio state um but you had a couple more four-star kids or maybe a five-star here uh they could they're gonna get close again yeah, absolutely. No, that was that was a, a major takeaway. I think you know was now, you know what are considered seven uh, four star players. They're you know they're they're right up in there now in the thick of things with with some of the rest of these programs. But yeah, still still a little behind two of their I don't know, schools. I probably consider peers, if you will, with with Ohio State and then you know even Notre Dame outside oh. the Big Ten. Um, they're they're sitting at uh, Notre Dame's fifth, Ohio State's seventh. But uh, yeah, Michigan's up there in the top ten and. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's it. It's now it's now a dead period for recruiting, but that doesn't mean kids can't commit. Correct. That that can yeah. still happen and Correct. will happen. And a lot of kids like to. I mean, the, they'll do it before the the fall se- their, yep. before their senior football season mm-hmm. starts. They want to get out of the way. They don't have to worry about it during their senior year. Now, some kids will drag it out. Mm-hmm. Um, some will get out of the way too because they want to you know sign in December and then early enroll in yep. January. You're starting to see more of that. Uh, the coaches are encouraging that. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how many of these kids end up. Uh, you know, not only signing early, which it looks like most of them last year most did. Um, not only that, but how many of them enrolled? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, I guess we'll, we'll stick with, re- with recruiting as far as, uh, and move to basketball. Um, sort of the big name there is Franz Wagner, yeah. you know, Mo's younger brother. Um, his season is now over in, in Germany. Uh, and, uh, Yes, the, the machine beat is now working on their translation skills uh, of, of these of these stories that are coming out of uh, Berlin. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I've, I've I've got someone that I've got multiple people that can translate German for me. So I'm not just using the the Google Translate. I'm not knocking those who are doing that. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't me. I don't <laughs> I don't fully trust that all the time. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I've got you know a, a source coaching uh, you know who's, who's on the coaching staff there. Um, you know, with Alba Berlin, um, you know, and so hopefully, you know, we'll hope to have updates on this soon, but you know, if, if he's made a decision yet, like he hasn't told, uh, that many people. So I, my guess is he, he hasn't, cause I think it'll, it'll get out there pretty quickly. Um, you know, once he does, um, and I don't think he's going to want to wait, you know, too much longer. Um, you know, uh, one of the Michigan assistant coaches said recently, July 3rd was the date that they were going to start their, their skill work, um, you know, with players, you know, the current roster. I'm not saying he would have to decide by then or be there for that first day. Um, but, you know, you don't, wouldn't want to think he'd want to fall too far behind, um, you know, because he, he would be for this next season. I mean, he's a, he's a player that would, that would come in right away and, and play. Um, uh, so, yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a huge kid. I mean, one of the, uh, you know, recruiting experts at, at 24-7 Sports, Evan Daniels, uh, you know, said he'd be in the top 50 range if he were, you know, uh, an American player who was, you know, just part of these rankings. But, he, mm-hmm. but he's not. Um, so, you know, that'd be that'd be a huge get. I mean, that's where Jalen Wilson was right there, at, you know, inside the top 50, um, you know, before decommitting amid the coaching change and ending up at Kansas. Um, they still have Cole Bajima, uh, you know, who's right there, top 100. Um, but that's just a one-player class. We've talked about this. They've got three open scholarships. They'd love for, for one to get snatched up by uh, by Franz. So uh, we'll see where that goes. And there's still the graduate transfer possibility, but as we, you know, sound like a broken record on this podcast, you know, that, that market has been somewhat picked over. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just not sure, you know, what kind of, what kind of player they might get there, but there are diamonds in the rough. Um, I'm not saying it won't happen, but it's just, you know, every day that goes by, it gets closer to the next season mm-hmm. and a little later in the game. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, and Juwan Howard is out there uh, offering a lot of, a lot of five stars, a lot of four stars in the 2020 class, the 2021 class. Um, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still in the process of kind of sorting this this whole thing out. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's just fair to just always compare Jawan to John Beeline. I know that's going to happen. It's going to be something that, you know, we as writers probably going to do to a certain extent. And it's not really fair. But, you know, he was a coach for the last 12 years. This is something that, okay, this is what you got used to as a mm. Michigan observer uh, for how they went about things. And this is this is a little different. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're kind of, they're offering more more higher profile player, players. And I just mean just a, a larger volume. Um, so so we'll see what, you know, how, what the result of that is, um, you know, with no actual commitments yet it's still too early for that it's still it's, it's hard to say um you know kind of you know the whether this will bear fruit this strategy um but, how many scholarships uh, are they sitting on right now they've got three open three, three ones open. for for this coming season okay. um and then uh as far as then the, the next year if they're looking at that um there would be there would be four there'd be five wow. um you know there'd be there'd be four for certain, um, you've got you've got four for certain. Okay, you've got because um, you've got uh, 
three now. Um, plus, you lose you lose two players in, in Xavier Simpson and John Teske, and you add. We know there's already one one commitment coming in, Zeb, okay. Zeb Jackson. Um, okay. Then you've got, uh, but you know, not not signed yet, just because you can't yet. Um, and then you got Austin Davis, who would be a redshirt senior. And again, this is a new coach, a new policy, I guess. We'll see how it goes. But mm-hmm. I mean, typically in college basketball now, that, that fifth year is not by any means guaranteed. Um, so, I mean, I basically I guess it'd be a conversation of what, whether he would want to stay the player, whether the coaching staff would say, well, you know, you had your four years and you've graduated and, you know, best of luck. And we're, we've got it. We're allocating that scholarship elsewhere. Um, so that could be that could be a fifth, um, you know, and then that would be a, a senior year for Isaiah Livers, Eli Brooks. You know, you've got other guys that are that would be, you know, juniors at that point. I mean, so just as far as I don't mean transferring, but, you know, the NBA, you just right. have no idea. Right. I mean, right. you looked at, say, DJ Wilson a few years ago. Would anyone have thought if we were talking about him at this stage in his career mm-hmm. that, you know, he would have been an NBA player, but maybe Brandon Johns could be that guy eventually. Colin Castle, you just don't know. So, um, you know, at the bare minimum, uh, you know, the the four spots, but probably more likely five, five or six. So that's a lot. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're already talking about some commits uh, offers for the twenty twenty one class. Say would, that that would be where the the current the guys who who you know just finished their freshman year last season would be seniors. That's that's that seems like an eternity away. So um, you know, he's got a lot to offer there. So. He's got, in a way, it sounds like the coaching staff is, you know, two two sides to juggle here. You get you got you know you've got your team going into next season, but you're right. also thinking long term. Right. How are you going to fill those slots? So it's, mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a lot to do. It is. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll, we will get a current. We'll, we'll get a look at some of the current uh, players uh, tonight, Thursday night. Um, at this, it's called Moneyball oh, yeah. uh, Summer League Tournament um, near Lansing. Uh, I'll be there, so uh, you know I'll get a look at um, Xavier Simpson, Isaiah Livers, uh, David DeJulius tonight. I'm told Adrian Nunez, a fourth Wolverine who's committed to the event uh, in gen- as a whole, will just not be there tonight for whatever reason. Um, but uh, you never know what these things. You know, Michigan players did not play the last. There were no Michigan players the last couple of years. The year before that, it was it was. A, uh, assistant coach Sadi Washington's first season um, on the Michigan staff, and he came from Oakland, where you know their players often participated. So, kind of uh, his, uh, you know, he kind of nudged players yeah, towards doing sure. it. They did it that first week. Then it wasn't really happening. You know, it's an hour drive. You know, from here, and it's basically pick up it, basketball. You risk injury. It's they, like, well, it's, yeah, it's it's in Michigan State's kind of backyard. That yeah. their whole team plays in it. You know, on different different squads, but. Um, you know, the appeal, I don't know. I'll see for myself what yeah. it's like there tonight, but you could see why maybe some some backed out. So, you know, it's scheduled for Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, starting tonight, this Thursday. They'll play next uh, Tuesday, but then the following Thursday is, is, fourth is the fourth. Yeah. So they don't play that night. Okay. And then that takes you into the next week and probably will be reevaluated then. But this is opening night. Uh, I'll be there. I'll see. I mean, it's always interesting to see Xavier Simpson. I feel like he's always an off-season story just because of his outside shooting. Did he tweak it? What has he added? Right. You know, is he doing left-handed hook shots now? Um, you know, Livers, you know, how, how is his, uh, you know, is he ready to take on that next step? He'll be asked to do more offensively for sure. You know, and then the other two guys were just freshmen that didn't didn't crack the rotation last year. So, um, you know, what 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 are, what are their games looking like? Um, you know, how much will we glean from one game of, pick up basketball. I mean, we'll see. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll be there to, to report on it. Um, 
Well, that that about wraps up. I'd say this this issue uh, episode of uh, Wolverine Confidential podcast. Again, please uh, please rate and and subscribe to it. Uh, you know wherever you listen to podcasts, but uh, that iTunes review in particular uh, would be uh, appreciated. And uh, check out uh, all our stuff on mlive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.